Agent Pursuit Business Mastery is produced by CIR Realty and presented by Kirsten Favron and Lindsay Smith. CIR Realty is the largest, most productive real estate brokerage in Alberta, Canada, and has remained independent and Canadian-owned since 1983. Learn more at agentpursuit.com. Enjoy this episode and subscribe for more great content. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Agent Pursuit Business Mastery. We're here with Sarah Johnston. Welcome to the show. Thank you, you guys. So Sarah is a realtor in Calgary and recently the Calgary Real Estate Board President. That's right. So thank you so much for representing us all very well. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but the reason we have Sarah on today as well because Sarah has also done some incredible uh, marketing of her own personal mm -hmm. brand within real estate. And we want to learn a bit more about that. Well, let's get to it then. Awesome, well thanks for being on the show. Of course. So let's start out with just a little bit about you. Why are you, why, why are you qualified to be on the show today? Um, I'm not actually sure. That's a bit of a fantastic <laughs> question. I'm like, because what are my qualifications? <laughs> I don't, I was like, they're like, you guys are really hitting rock bottom. Just really grasping for straws. <laughs> You're like, who else can we get? Anyone, anyone? Bueller, nothing. <laughs> so that's why I'm here today. But as you guys know, I have Adventures in Real Estate, YYC. And so that's my Instagram handle. Nice. And oddly, there's been a little bit of a, a following. Sometimes it's a cult following, which is a little bit strange, uh, with, within that. And it all has to do with realtors and branding and... Well, and how long have you been in the business? Tell us a bit about your background. Yeah, so I've been a realtor for 14 years now, but I like to say I've been a successful realtor for about five. So Fair. you do the math and you kind of know that it took me eight to nine years to actually figure out not just what I was doing, but have that confidence to go forward and be like, no, this is literally who and what I am. This is what I'm doing and I'm, I'm proud to be doing that. Nice. And Sounds fantastic. Yeah. So, so you're a realtor for 14 years. Um, five years is sort of the, the, the recent part of the career. Mm -hmm. At what point were you like, you know what, I wanted to just, I was even saying, I was like, should I, am I gonna have to say the word distinguishable? <laughs> like, as <laughs> written on the slowly. questions here. Distinguishable. So at what point did you want to distinguish yourself? Right. And what point did you start to build that brand and say, you know what, this is something I wanna do? So here's the thing. I think that every agent wants to distinguish themselves. And you kind of, you get out of the starting gate, first year, fresh in there, and you want to be different. But we're kind of raised and bound by we want to be different by being the same. It's this weird contradiction yes. that we have. We want to be different by showing how much more professional we are or how much more realtor we are or posting the same like, oh, here's a picture of my messy front seat like every other agent out there. So we're trying to be so different that we end up becoming the exact same. Yes. And I realized after a while that that's exactly what I was doing. I tried to be creative but do things still in a very, very professional way, which is great and it's fine, but it's not necessarily me and my personality. We know each other. You guys know that we like to have fun. Yeah, I'm usually totally. laughing at something. There's definitely that professional side of things, but I had to kind of infuse my work with actually who I am. So not trying to be that consummate professional that has all these poised, perfect glamour shots. You yes. know, this isn't 1986 at the mall. It's actually going forward and saying, this is who and what I am and being comfortable and confident with that. I have, what I love about that, and I think a lot of realtors have a big issue with, is they feel like everything needs to be so perfect that if they don't have the right video camera and the perfect iPhone and the, vid and the editing skills, and if they don't feel like they can craft this four sentence message perfectly, that they're like, 
well, I might just not do it, right? Like you just spend so much time that you spend you so much time it. watching other people do it that you're like, yeah, maybe I'm just not going to do it. Or you think if I do it just like them, then I know it's going to be good because they're just too nervous to get it wrong, which is unfortunate because I think part of the thing that makes what you do so exciting is it's okay for it to just look a little real because it's super relatable and it's easy for you to do things that are authentic to you. Well, I mean, to be fair, when I first started out, especially with the Instagram game, as it were, I posted a lot of the same things that everybody else does. Like, oh, here's something hilarious. The lighter side posted something and it's funny, so I'm going to repost it and do things the exact same. And I started out for a number of months just doing that and being like, why aren't I getting any traction? But I realized pretty quickly that it was the posts that were actually kind of about me and the ones that were right. a little bit more embarrassing that were actually gaining traction and that people actually wanted to communicate with. So I realized within the first four or five months of being on Instagram that it wasn't about all of those posts. It wasn't just about for sale, for sale, for sale, sold, 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 look at me, I'm a winner, here's my trophy. It was about what are you doing during your daily life? What yeah. sets you apart? Nice. Well, and this is our next question here is that people think of brand as being it's the visual part, it's the graphic design, it's the logo. So, and obviously that's a part of it. Huge part. But let me ask you this, how much of it is a visual piece for you and how much is the physical, intangible part? So, I know, I feel like I know what you guys want me to say, so I'm not gonna say it. A lot of it actually no. does have to do with the pictures and the themes. Yeah. So it's not just about, okay, you know, I, I paid somebody to make up a logo and here's my logo and here's the brand I stand behind. You'll notice with a lot of the stuff I have that there's a theme. I happen to like teal, which I'm not really wearing any of right now. I'm a bit disappointed. Right no, you're I, your I know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge disappointment in person. I've heard this before. Um, there is a teal bag sitting <laughs> just off set here that... <laughs> I know, isn't it adorable? But, but here's the thing. That brand has almost consumed me, and I didn't do that on purpose. That was the colors that I liked. That was what I had put into it. But yeah. I'm getting people from your own agency and your own brokerage. I mean, your broker, Steve Phillips, sent me a picture two days ago that somebody had given him scotch and it came in a teal box. And he sent me a text because he thought of me. Joe Gwillem did it yesterday. He's That's down amazing. in Arizona yeah. of a for sale sign and it was teal and he sent it to me. So the funny thing is, is it's really all of these agents from around North America. It happens literally on a daily basis that they're seeing something that reminds them of me and they're sending me a picture. And I'm like, wait a minute, if it's working for all of these realtors. It's incredible. Yeah. And then it starts working for some of my clients, you know, and I don't even feel bad when somebody sends a picture of a teal garbage can because I know it's not the garbage can that's reminding <laughs> them of me, although it could be, but it's actually just the color. And so that branding on paper was a massive thing. Yeah. Now that being said, showing up and not acting the part, but being the part. It, it's not a brand. I hate to think of myself as just a brand because that's not what it is. But people feel more confident when you show up and they are who they think you are. Yeah, you, you look, you're, you're acting like they expect you to act, even like you it, act online with videos absolutely. and things like that. Exactly. And so yeah. if the biggest disappointment is if you show up, and this has happened to me before, I've met somebody online and I feel like I know people and I'll sit down for coffee with a whole bunch of agents. They show up and I'm expecting one thing and then I'm like, oh wow. If there's a disconnect in person, there's a disconnect online. Well, and a lot of realtors who have 
their business, they'll have a business account for social media and then they'll have their personal account for social media, but they interact with people through their business account, which is this, this very posed, poised, Perfect. totally. And then you, you're right. And then they show up and it's kind of like, no, this right? is not, this or is, they're this trying is not to you. Have, or they're trying to have fun with their business account, which I obviously love those accounts, but they show up and they're a lot more reserved or quiet yeah. and it's like they have that, that strategist behind the scenes is doing it for them almost it, that's exactly what's totally. happening and now they're and they're you're like not wait them. a minute yeah yeah so when, when it comes to so you're just a strategist so from an online perspective i mean i had i've had two realtors this morning email me saying how do you guys manage your social media I need to hire a videographer, but you know I don't want to spend money on one. I can't figure out my own social media. Can I have a graphic designer? Right, like this is. I want all the stuff. I want the world. I don't want to spend any money. But a lot of people think that they don't have time to manage their own stuff. The only way it's going to be good if they hire out other stuff. What is what is your approach? And that's a big fat lie. So here's the thing. I can appreciate the fact that somebody will have a camera follow them around for a day, and they'll have four or five different outfit changes walking down a street and throw all of these throwback Thursdays to wait, wait, is that how that happens? six months ago. But you know it does. And yeah, I like I to poke fun, especially if it's a friend of mine that's doing it. Yep. But you don't need all of that. Yeah. I know that there are certain accounts and, you know, if you are a celebrity, that's great. You have the ability to do all of that. But at the end of the day, this is really about real life. Yeah. So yeah. I post about what I'm actually doing during the day. I mean, I'll post right after this and we'll take a picture and I'll be making a face and you guys will be all prim and proper. Because oh, that, no. right? no, I'm making a face. <laughs> I'm because that's a face. our, but that's our relationship, and that's my day-to-day -day life. So I'm posting things as I'm going about it, and for me, that's how that authenticity comes across. I'm taking pictures with my own phone. I'm trying really, really hard to make my boyfriend into a great photographer, and it's not working. Um, <laughs> Little but, glance up, just in case he's off camera listening right now. <laughs> Dig, babe. <laughs> but. But it's not about having somebody follow you around. It's not about spending a lot of money. So here's yeah. the big secret. I don't spend anything on my social media. Mm -hmm. I do it all myself. I don't come up with posts weeks or months in advance and just press go time when I know everybody's looking at their phone on a Thursday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Right? We know it's all of those analytics. Said, so. yeah. We know those analytics <laughs> yeah. are out there. We know that to a certain extent they do work. But I also know that the algorithms that are behind Facebook and that are behind Instagram know if there's any authenticity coming from it. They know how much time you're actually spending on the mm -hmm. apps, if you're interacting, mm -hmm. if you're playing around, yep. or if you have somebody else doing that for you. Yeah. Well, and there's a big difference, too, when you look at the, for like the, the crazy social media people out there. There's a very big difference between analytics that look at impressions and analytics that look at engagement. Yes. And a lot of the stuff the, between that, you know, 2 to 4 p.m. on Thursday, that's impression. That's not engagement. That's right. It's completely different. So a lot of people who are doing that's like, yeah, maybe this is when you have the most eyeballs because somebody's rushing through something, there's traffic, and they're doing whatever it is they're doing. But that has nothing to do with actual That's right. And you might get a connection. few more, and you might get a few more likes from it. But if you're not kind of bringing up that conversation, and if you're matter. not there after you post something to respond, it's dead in the water. Yeah. And those impressions actually stop pretty quickly. Now I imagine that there is one thing about rules is that there's there's certain guidelines, but there's no rules because you know every once in a while you might see a lighter side post or something that yeah. that makes sense, but. Tell me, what are, what are the things that you say, I'm not going to post this? 
for you, and that's not on there. But you're just like you're just like I'm not gonna post that, and we're not thinking of anybody, you know, in particular, because I legitimately I just want to be like I have some what? hard notes that I would never say on. Well, and it, so maybe I ask. Let's maybe you're braver than I am. Question for both of you. Let's just <laughs> let's just figure out what will you not post up. Guys, uh, you you guys know me. I mean, I think I'll post almost anything. Yeah. No, but it has to be it has to be what I'm doing and what I'm feeling. I'm not going to post something if I feel like it's too salesy. If I'm right. trying to push an agenda, if there's something more that's behind that, I'm not going to go there. Um, I will never post anything that is demeaning somebody else. I will not sit there and shut down and turn down other realtors. I haven't always been proud of our industry. And that's been something that has taken me a really long time to overcome. Yeah. Pretty much those first eight years. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to even be like, I'm a realtor and this is what I do for a living and to be proud of it because I was embarrassed. Yeah. I was embarrassed of our entire industry. And it bothers me beyond control when I see agents that are, are using other agencies, other models, other brokers to try to get ahead. Yeah, because that's fundamentally what's wrong with our industry is that we are pushing others down to try to, to move ourselves up. And that's a terrible model. Not only that, not only is it going to make you look bad, it makes our entire industry look bad. Totally there are agree. better ways to make yourself stand out amongst all of the other agents by pushing other people down. And let's be honest, clients out there can see it. You kind of get that icky feeling a little bit. Like, don't post something that's going to make somebody have an icky feeling. Yeah. No. Unless it's my mother. She is quite embarrassed about the things I post most of the time. <laughs> well, she's There's different mother. levels of ickiness. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, this, is, this is just it. So what are, your, what are your favorite things? The posts that you do that you're like, everyone loved this. Are you surprised by what they are? There's certain things that you know that you're going to do and you're like, this one's going to go over well. No, because sometimes I'm like, oh, this was so funny. And then... Clearly, I missed the mark, and people are like, slow clap, Sarah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, well, I thought that was funny. So I get it wrong sometimes, often. I will post at times that you shouldn't technically post at, but that's only because I've tried to follow those rules for so long. I've just had it. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Do you delete yeah. the non-performing posts? No. Or just keep them up, say, pay it is what it yeah, is? Yeah, they're a good reminder yeah. of myself. The only time that I deleted posts were kind of at, at the beginning when I had posted a whole bunch of those, hey, I'm a realtor yeah. posts. Just stay on brand with the account. Well, I, I deleted those within the first couple of months because I realized like I was posting them just to post something. Yeah. Now it's not a terrible way to start. If you haven't played around with Instagram or Facebook or any of kind of that online marketing, yeah. it's a good place to start. Post anything. Don't care what it is. You can delete those after. But what it does is it actually gets you involved in that community until you find the things that you like doing. So I like marketing. I like client appreciation. I post things that are essentially my day-to-day. My -day. And you yeah. will notice, especially recently, I will go a week or more without making a post, which is like a massive faux pas in the Instagram world. But if I'm not feeling that kind of inspiration and that creativity, then I've got nothing for you. Yeah. So I want everything to be what I'm actually doing, right? And it's, it's kind of funny when people see me and they've, they've seen that I've just posted something and then we run into each other somewhere and they're like, oh, like you look like you just did. I'm like, well, yeah, because I'm wearing the same thing because that was an hour ago. Of course I look like I yeah, just yeah. did. <laughs> you know, I haven't like crafted this giant thing. This isn't to your throwback out. Thursday where. No, <laughs> right? 
This isn't, I didn't get 50 pictures taken in one day and now I have enough content for the next month. One thing that I think that you're saying that sounds easy to do, but I think you'll appreciate that it's not because in your, you know, you said you've only been a good realtor for five, but it took you eight years to right. get there. A is good marketer, it, not, I feel like I've always been a good realtor. Thank you, Kirsten. <laughs> Sorry, because she's a good, 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 good marketer. X that in the, in the edits, post-production. Beep. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> to the heart. <laughs> but it's not easy for a lot of people to know themselves and have enough confidence to be able to say, I want to share what I'm doing on a day-to-day. -day. Because I don't think a lot of people are living the type of life that they're really proud of as far as the actions they're taking. They wake up in the morning, this is what they that do. Really it, well, it, is really, it's, it is really sad. It's totally sad. But a lot of people don't have the mindset to say, I'm going to live a life that I would feel very proud about showcasing to other people. But I don't feel proud of showcasing all of this stuff at times. No, no, but do I mean, you know what I mean, but I mean, you do things and this, this is just for a, a lot of the people I think watching online where, you know, you, there's things that you like to do and you're choosing to do them mm -hmm. and you're using that as part of your overall business strategy, which, which I think is really great because there's a lot of people who are in real estate that say, I can only do these very specific real estate activities. You know, this is what I have to do today. This is where it's going to get me. And they don't think that incorporating their hobbies is necessarily a way that they're going to connect with more right. people. But you've done such a good job saying, but these wrong. are some of the, but you, but I've connected with you in different <laughs> ways because I'm watching you do something that you're passionate about that I look at and I'm like, that's super cool. Like this is going to spark a conversation, which is actually a way to get a relationship offline where a lot of people are just being like, I'm just going to do my just listed, just sold, whatever it is. Totally. And like, that's not a really easy way to take a relationship or a conversation offline because it's hard to connect with somebody about listings and solds, where it's easy Completely. to connect with people about hobbies. So here's the number one thing I think that we're doing wrong. And we're doing wrong as, as agents. We are only focusing just on those day-to-day -day real estate things. You have to let people know who you are. If exactly. I can leave people with one word of advice, it is literally this. People have to feel like they know who you are before you've met. Yeah. So I don't care what you're into. Yeah. I don't care if you're into craft brewed coffee or beer or you really like turtles or you have some weird terrarium addiction. I don't care what you're into. <laughs> is that a thing? A terrarium addiction? <laughs> I don't know. But feel free to <laughs> talk this about is, it. But this is the thing. There are going to be people out there that identify with that and be like, maybe yeah. my ter terrarium addiction isn't like to your standard or scale, but I'd like to learn how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. So I put in my hobbies and what I like to do there because this is me. Mm -hmm. And the level of comfort I feel from other agents, but more so clients, more, for, more, more so those referrals that you get, they already yep. know who I am before we've met. Yep. And the biggest mistake I can make is showing up and being that different person than who they think they know already because they've already got a level of confidence with me and we've never even seen each other before. Mm -hmm. It's the crazy and most amazing feeling when you sit down with a new client and they're basically like, yeah, okay, so what's the next step? Like you're not even interviewing anymore because they've interviewed you because they just spent two hours on your Instagram page last night. Yeah. Two hours. Well, so I want to get through mine really some quick. people go. Some people are like super addicted. But even, but even, but even two minutes. Like it yeah, doesn't totally matter. And so there's some. I've I've actually been inspired by some great agents within Calgary that are amazing bakers 
and they show like their massive crazy creations yeah. because that humanizes us yep. and that makes us people and relatable and not the big bad scary realtor mm -hmm. and that is so important and that is the way that you can showcase who you are so and it's without, a, do it's without anything, a sales hat it's not a sales which hat. is nice right like a lot of people say you know the words realtor breath yeah. where it's if you can have some sort of a social media account that humanizes you and gets rid of that realtor breath it's like then you're not in it for the, like you're a real person with like a family who like likes hiking and likes coffee and like Completely. likes your cat right like that's meaningful that's so meaningful absolutely you know or you've got little kids well you know what do you know how many clients have little children like you're going to connect on those yeah. levels and that's why you shouldn't be afraid of sharing other things i mean as you guys know i share a lot of my marketing and i know that a lot of agents won't do that i also know that a lot of ideas are, are taken and run by with other people mm -hmm. but i'm proud of that because i'm not worried that I'm going to, it's the scarcity principle, right? I'm not yeah. worried that I'm gonna lose out to other people because maybe they just have a better connection with somebody else and that's okay. Yeah, fair. Mm -hmm. let's, move, let's move away from uh, Instagram for a second um, or the There's social media stuff. There's life outside. <laughs> no, this is, this I'm learning the, so much today, This is the 20% oh time. Uh, okay. The 20% right, time. Right, 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 okay. <laughs> okay, so, so when we talk about branding overall, uh, let's talk about organic stuff that you do to get your brand out there. Let's talk about um, expensive stuff. Like I've seen, I've seen your your keychain. Like I've seen all the cool stuff you got going on, which is amazing. Um, so tell us about what someone's looking to do. Is like, what are the different little things that you can do to get on brand? And um, expensive stuff, cheap stuff. Take us through some of the gamut. So I think this is something that you should be aware of. Is that my advertising budget is minuscule, mm -hmm. like almost non-existent. My client appreciation budget is massive. Let's talk about that. So that's where I'm, I'm going to with all of this. So even the keychains and that type of thing. Well, you know what? I've actually had keys returned to me because my keychain is on that. And a client will reach out saying, hey, I'm missing keys. And I've been able to be, now I'm a key reuniter. Yeah. <laughs> that on my... It's like the war amps. It's totally... Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> I'm taking jobs from the war amps. But um, so... When I look at that type of marketing, yes, it, it can cost a fair amount, but let's be honest, we should be putting 10% back into our business anyways. Mm -hmm. And I can guarantee that even with my client appreciation things, I'm not even at 5%. Right. Right. So I like to get small businesses involved. I do a lot of research online. I can't sit and watch TV. I just don't have the mental capacity for it. I like to listen to it, but I spend a lot of time, you know, if I'm trying to get to sleep, I'll be on my iPad. And I'll be looking through Etsy and I'll be looking at small service providers that will provide those. So those keychains, everybody thinks like, oh my gosh, they must have been so expensive. I think for a hundred of them with the keychains, and then I had little tassels that I had imported yeah. from overseas. And I think I got a hundred of those and probably spent $225. Wow. And then I just put everything together myself. Yeah. And yes, there's teal on them, but I painted that. Like they were literally just a wood keychain that was laser engraved because that's so easy to do nowadays. And I sat there with a little paintbrush and a little thing of teal paint that I got from like the dollar store. Actually, I custom mixed the color. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> from the dollar store, from two yeah, different yeah, yeah. paint colors. But I like crafting. Dollar rabbit and, and dollar, yeah. Right? Like, but, but I like crafting. I like doing that type of thing. So for me, if everything I could do in real estate revolved around arts and crafts, 
Amazing. That, that would be amazing. Yeah. Like my office sometimes look like like it looks like a Michael's just kind of vomited mm -hmm. in there. Yeah, mm -hmm. you had a quick message in my wife renovation ideas and things like that. It's we're getting, we're it's getting talk out about of control. <laughs> we're going to talk about your bathroom cabinets after this. Okay. Fair. <laughs> but that's the stuff that I'm enthusiastic and I love doing. So my yeah, idea. I love you can make it a part of. And just yeah. that speaks back to that. You know, I wasn't forcing myself anymore to just put that stuff out there. I'm just saying, what part of me can I bring to this business? Yeah. Well, and do I want to? Because if I couldn't do that, then why would I be doing this? Totally. You know, I know very, very few people that real estate was their very first career. And I'm one of them. Real estate wasn't my first career. I fell into it. I was climbing the corporate ladder. I loved what I was doing. But I realized that I had the ability to be creative, which I love doing. And I was like, wow, this is my, this is my jam. You know, and I, I made a post a few months ago about these handmade door knockers that I did. My very first form of advertising because I'm not from this city. Yeah. I didn't grow up here. I wasn't born and raised here. I have no family here. And at the time, I had no friends because I worked with a whole bunch of old men. Like, that was the life that I had. I didn't know how to reach out and be like, hey, can I sell your house? You know, and I was 26 years old and I probably looked like a hard 18. Yeah. You know, and so I felt like a little kid, and I was like, oh, how do I get clients? I went to Michael's, and I spent my evenings and weekends, because I had no friends, hand-making door knockers. And I had them printed up on, like, little vellum sheets, and I put little bows in them that were, like, my marketing color. And I got two listings from that. Perfect. Perfect. So I was like, this is it. And it's, it's whenever I lose that kind of creativity and that creative drive that I'm like, I need to step away for a little bit. I need my, my four-day vacation to kind of to get it back again because for me, that's where my passion lies. So the transaction is fantastic and great. I love looking at homes. I love helping people. I have a minor in math. I'm a huge math nerd. You have a minor in math? I do. Oh. Right? So Go I on. like the that statistics. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk more about that later. I know. <laughs> I'm, All oh. of a sudden, Lindsay and I are closer friends. Yeah, that's, that's oh, just like, the game. I cannot like, just need a minute. I'd rather clean nine million toilets <laughs> than do math for eight seconds. So, so I love that nine part million. of it, but I don't look at the transaction, and, and this is totally backwards. I don't look at the transaction as the buy and sell. For me, the transaction literally starts, super cliche, you can vomit if you want to, just math. <laughs> starts as soon as I hand over those keys. Oh, totally kind of. get it. Totally no, get but it. Like, yeah. Because that's the part then I'm like, okay. Because that's when I stop feeling like a salesman. Because if I'm contacting my clients and they've just taken possession of a new home, like they know I'm not trying to sell them anything. Like, dude, you guys just moved Pressure's in. Pressure's off, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I send out their one-year house anniversary cards and they get, you know, a bottle of champagne. Only because I found the bottle that matches my branding perfectly. So it's very exciting. But it's basically, I write in the card, like, please don't tell me you're moving right now, or at least for the next couple of years. It's not about trying to get them to move at that time. It's about keeping in contact, but being yeah. able to do the creative stuff that I love doing. I love just putting a smile on somebody's face, just because. What is your favorite client appreciation gift that you've ever put together? And what is, and, and, mm. and this might be the same one. So favorite that you've done. It and one that you've done that got the best reaction? So the best reaction was probably the strawberry plants last year. I'm not even sure why I thought of doing this. So this is your nightmare. I walked into a Dollarama. <laughs> I might be like a dollar store queen. This is your nightmare. Yeah. 
And I found that they had, like this is how the branding came up. I found that they had flower pots that were like a dollar in my color. And I was like, I shall get them all. <laughs> well, where's your other location? <laughs> where's your other locations? <laughs> I know where they all are in the city now. Yeah. Like that's how bad it is. And then I was like, I'm going to plant, I'm going to make some plants and I'm going to pot some plants for some clients. Like this will be fun, which it totally isn't because at the time I was incredibly busy. I was like, okay, I have an hour, I can do this. Well, it took me like $14 stores to go around to. I had to go to one that was 45 minutes out of the city. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> to get all of the same color of these pots. And then I was like, well, what am I going to plant in them? And I went to a store and they gave me a deal if I bought 100. So now I'm dealing with 100 flower pots. And so the client appreciation didn't come from let me find a way I can appreciate my clients. It came from, oh, I found this pot and I should give them to somebody. Like, right. Now, the, the feedback I got from clients was just, oh my gosh, like, why did you do this? This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I'd, get, this, or yeah. I'd get pictures, like weekly pictures of like, of strawberries because yes. I did strawberries. The progress of like their oh, first eating the strawberry. Or it's true. It's, one it's night so clever, yeah. I got a picture of a strawberry and like, oh, it's going to be ready and ripe tomorrow. The next day it's gone and there's like these tracks in the, the ground and they're like, a deer ate the strawberry. And so we've got this ongoing like strawberry saga of what's going on. And I had a lot of clients kind of comment on that and oh that's fun because you could grow them inside or outside and it was a massive pain I didn't realize what I was actually getting there's into. a big difference between five strawberry plants and 100, 100 strawberry plants absolutely and I I am you know I'd be remiss to say my my poor boyfriend does put up with a lot because the house is frequently like frequently overrun with all of my marketing stuff and me randomly scrambling around trying to put everything together and I'm very type A, so then it has to be perfect. You know, and so I'm like outside at nine o'clock at night, there's dirt everywhere, there's dirt into the house. Um, I've been spray painting things and then I go up to our white farmer's sink and all of a sudden there's teal spray paint in the sink and it's not coming out. And so then I touch a handle of something else and like you can literally see Sarah tracks. So it's like a unicorn, like everywhere. sparkles all around the house and <laughs> you follow it along with like tracks of Sarah and teal. Totally. So that one went over very well to the point where like, oh, now I have to do something else. But it, it was really painful. <laughs> it was super painful. Do they still have, do you think they still have the pots? Like, do you think that now that yeah. they have this beautiful pot, you could put like uh, some... Plant it yourself? Just like some <laughs> nice seeds in a little envelope and be like, meh. <laughs> I, I probably could. That's not really my, my thing either though, right? I mean, I have, um, it's funny, I've got like, thanks for coming to my open house cards that are actually printed on like, you know, like those bridal cards that have seeds, wildflower seeds in them. Yep. Oh, yeah. I randomly did that a couple of years ago. I forgot I had ordered them and they arrived like 10 months later in the winter, which was super helpful. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, now what do I do with this? So there is a problem if I do have, you know, if I'm not sleeping at night, sometimes we will wake up to random Amazon deliveries, and I'm like, I had an idea. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. Have you planted one? Did you, I planted one of those once? What the, the wildflower? Oh yeah. Yeah. But so the whole seed packet thing. I mean, it could work. I liked it. It worked. But I also like putting things work. kind of more together than that. And Fair. I think that's Fair. just that's like my the IKEA way, of, IKEA way of doing it. Totally like 
DYI, and yeah. they're like, oh, <laughs> screw you, Sarah. Like, it's a, like I, I, I planted a tree in your yard. It's just this. That's funny. Well, yeah. let's, let's change gears again on that. <laughs> so funny. Um, so tell us about things, and this is obviously, we, we're not going to disparage anybody in this conversation, especially on that. And this is probably one of the things that you see that realtors do. But uh, what are the type of things that you see realtors do, marketing, other actions, that they think might be helping but is hurt, hurting their brand negatively? I think it's when they inadvertently try to put others down. Yeah. I know that there's a lot of competition within our industry, and that's fine, and it can be very help, like healthy, and it can be helpful and help us grow. But when you are, in fact, trying to succeed by jumping on the backs of others, it's incredibly negative, and, it, and it's not going to help you out at all. Yeah. So we might be competitors at times, but that doesn't mean that we're enemies, and I actually find those that help each other out more. So I see people post things like, you know, oh, this is an original idea, and they'll take a picture of somebody else's marketing because they've yeah. done something similar. Yeah. Like, if you want to talk about people, oh. and it's happened to me before within our city. Oh, yeah. And people have blocked me from certain posts so I can't see it, although we're friends. And I'm like, this isn't helping. And I'm, I'm not upset. If you want to talk to somebody that's been copied time and time again, like, hi. You yeah. know, somebody showed me an, an Instagram page two days ago that literally was mine, you know, and it was another agent somewhere down in the States trying to, trying to be original and trying to give the exact same advice I did. It wasn't yeah. working for her because it wasn't her. Yeah. You know, but I can't get upset about that. I'm out there showing these things for free anyways. That's okay. And I'm not saying that I'm an original idea maker because I'm not, you know, I'm seeing things and getting ideas from them too. And every idea is based on something. But I think that we need to be able to share more amongst each other mm -hmm. without putting each other down. So I think the only time I've actually gotten really angry um, at agents and called them out on it is when they post something and say, oh, well, that's original. Because you yeah. know that what they're trying to say is, I came up with it first. And yeah. you know what? No, you didn't. I think that moving forward, and I, this is, we, we, have a, we've, we joked about this in our last interview, but we have a management safe word. When someone goes off topic, that's called pineapple. Pineapple. So you, yeah. might, so you might pineapple me, but it, 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 it kind of we'll makes see. sense. There's so many new business models coming into the market that are trying to undermine the value of a realtor Correct. and are going to try and start taking the client base that we've all worked so hard to create. And I think it's going to become more important than ever to unite as realtors yes. than ever. And we have to be so complimentary of the work that we do because any comment that we make that undervalues each other yep. might just end up being one more client that's like, oh, realtors, nah. right? And then you're going to use your Redfin or your Purple Bricks or whatever it is that says we're not that important, so why use us? Well, and so, and, and that's exactly the point. We need to come together now more than ever. Yeah. And I don't care what brokerage model you fall under, there's somebody for everybody, and that's okay. Yeah, totally. But the more we can provide and show our clients in value, and by working together and by supporting each other, the better we will be as an industry and as, as a group together. Mm -hmm. And that is fundamentally where that problem comes from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But totally you're right. That's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, and consumers have choice, and, and it's up, it's up and, to us to, and be, that's fantastic. To, to fit in whatever segment you want to be in. Absolutely. In the marketplace. But it, and it's yeah. up for us just to be amazing at what we do and work with other people. So this is, I think, 
And I know I'm going off of some of your questions and topics, but one of the most amazing things I've found from the work that I do either at the board or from what people think they know of me on social media yeah. is the relationships that I've built with other agents and how strong they've grown. I haven't gone out and been like, hey, will you guys be my friend? You know, but I've noticed for my clients benefit that oh, I always totally. get I always get feedback on showings, which is crazy. But if they're like, oh, I've heard of her before, you're more likely to give feedback on showings. The last few, when I say few, like the last few years, the negotiations that I've undergone have been amazing yeah. and very civil mm -hmm. and not yelling and hanging up phones. If we know who each other is, yeah. it's been crazy. And you know what? At the end of the day, that is serving nobody but my clients. So my totally reputation totally within agree. the industry and how we relate to agents is directly benefiting my clients. And I never saw that coming. People think, people put these blinders on as agents and they think, I'm here to represent my client's best interest. And you're like, while that is true, mm -hmm. taking a global perspective, if you are yeah. a complete a-hole in this transaction, then the client over here, because it's a small industry, small world, and you end up doing another deal, and that person or that that office and that broker, whatever it is, that that you know touches two managers plus a broker plus another agent that they've ranted about to it, and now you move into that second transaction with a different client. Yes, you were protecting that client's best interest and battling and fighting for them, but this person's been blatantly misrepresented right. because they're coming into it with the worst perspective. And here's the secret. Our clients actually don't want to see us fighting because as soon as that happens, their stress level about their own property goes, goes so high. through the roof. Oh and how many times have we been dealing with properties or offers that have fallen through and then people come back to us? Well, you know what? Totally. They're not going to come back to you if you were yeah, we slept on it, you know, we were thinking We have a realtor who I just had a conversation with who has clients in a bit of a life situation that isn't the best. They need to downsize. And there was a couple properties and they specifically chose to not show them one because of the listing agent. And he said, I know that the listing agent on this property will literally make the negotiation hell. And my clients just don't have the heart for that right now. Like, yeah. Yeah. how sad. Well, and I've, and I've had clients that are... You know, we like these two homes. What do you think? Well, this guy's a dick, so this one, right? <laughs> well, like, I, I won't, uh, not that way. Or I've worked with this person numerous times, and I can let you know that it's going to go smoothly yeah. and that they're going to have all of their ducks in a row. Totally. Like, yeah, it's crazy. And just, yep. so, just an advice to agents, too. If you're sitting in front of your client or you've gone and had a conversation with the realtor on the other side, and that person is not being agreeable and cooperative, don't turn to your clients and say, oh, they're being such a whatever. Don't bring them into it. No. Because they don't need to know. You well, can be, you can have your own judgment now, bring it to the next time you do a transaction with them. That's fine, but that's in your head. That doesn't make you a good negotiator. Because no. the client will then say, you know what? Just for the principle of the matter, we're not coming up. That's right. And now it's like you've taken your relationship and your preconceived notion and yeah. you've inhibited your client's ability to see past um, what their, their true goals are. Absolutely. So I find a lot of these things, they all, they all work together, right? It's all kind mm -hmm. of flowing this, the same way. But the better your reputation can be within the industry, the more of a benefit that will be to your Completely clients. Agree. Like, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Sarah, last question here. What advice do you have to the 5,000 plus realtors? And this is so funny because it's like, 
how do all 5,000 of you stand out? Um, <laughs> and please don't all 5,000 stand out or else I've got nothing. <laughs> or, yeah, they, or do the same thing that everyone else is doing to stand out. But, th but this is the question. So what advice do you have for uh, realtors to distinguish themselves and to stand out? I really think that you have to make people comfortable with you before you even met. Mm -hmm. I like it. That's it. So that as soon as you meet them, transaction's already done. They have to know and get a sense of who you are. So if you're not showing yourself properly, the right way, or trying to be something else, there's going to be some sort of misguided communication within that. So make them comfortable with you before you've even met. And we all have a unique, we're all unique. We all have different fingerprints. We just need our unique fingerprint. Oh, that's why you're so adorable. Oh, all your unique fingerprints. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> It's true. It's true. I'll take My heart it. Is yeah. Puttering. yeah it's <laughs> well, thank you so much, sir. This was really great. Of um, for all, just because people might, whoever doesn't follow you or wants to see some of the stuff that we're talking about right now, adventures, of or or world. just wants to bash me online, go for it. Yeah. Uh, but you can find. We don't me. do that. <laughs> but you can find me at Adventures in Real Estate YYC, and awesome. that is the Instagram handle. Instagram handle, and you thank can you. find me Facebook that way too. So Fantastic. everything. Yeah, and on Twitter, I don't tweet, but. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. There's like a picture of me 10 years ago. But yeah. It's probably really not. <laughs> my 10 year ago self. Anyways, well, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. If you want to listen to this at a later date, you can find the Agent Pursuit podcast on any major podcast player, including Apple, um, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that jazz. Plus, you can visit our agentpursuit.com website where we have all of these videos recorded and saved with a lot of other educational content. And that's that. So thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And we'll see you guys later. Thanks, guys. Babe, you can come out now. <laughs> <laughs>